朋友们，大家好。Hello, friends. Welcome to Spiritual Wai Mai. 欢迎来到属灵外卖 ，delivering the spiritual food to you wherever you are. 无论你在何处，我们为你速递属天灵粮。This spiritual Wai Mai is a part of a series entitled "Mission Accomplished: The Mission of Jesus Christ, as Told by Matthew and Now Lived Out by You and Me." Who is Jesus? John chapter one. Verses one to five and fourteen. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through Him all things were made. Without Him nothing was made that has been made. In Him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. The Word became flesh, and made His dwelling among us. We have seen His glory, the glory of the one and only Son, who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. Jesus, the one who created all things, who brought life and light into the world, will be killed by the very ones He created. The Spirit inside of Jesus was strong. But as he headed to the cross, his earthly body was becoming weaker and weaker. After he had been beaten, he was forced to carry his own cross up the hill to Golgotha. Made of solid wood, the burden was too great for his human body to bear. An onlooker from the crowd was grabbed by a soldier and forcefully enlisted to help Jesus. Jesus's earthly body. Is weak. Matthew chapter twenty-seven verses thirty-two to thirty-four. As they were going out, they met a man from Cyrene named Simon, and they forced him to carry the cross. They came to a place called Golgotha, which means the place of the skull. There they offered Jesus wine to drink mixed with gall, but after tasting it, he refused to drink it. Who was this random stranger, and was he really so random? Simon was a visitor from Cyrene, most likely in Jerusalem for the happy celebration of the Passover. He came to sacrifice a Passover lamb, not stumble across a crucifixion procession. The Gospel of Mark gives us a little more information on Simon. Mark chapter fifteen, verse twenty-one. A certain man from Cyrene, Simon, the father of Alexander and Rufus, was passing by on his way in from the country, and they forced him to carry the cross. Certainly, this God-ordained moment had a life-changing impact on Simon. When Mark wrote about the incident, it, it appears that Alexander and Rufus were men known to the early church. Was Rufus, son of Simon, the same Rufus Paul mentioned in Romans chapter sixteen, verse thirteen? Did Paul mention Simon's wife as well? Romans chapter sixteen, verse thirteen: Greet Rufus, chosen in the Lord, and his mother, who has been a mother to me too. We don't know, but it is clear that the sons of Simon were connected to the early church. The moment Simon picked up the cross of Jesus, his life was undoubtedly transformed, as was the life of his family. Jesus's spirit is strong. 
As Jesus struggled towards Golgotha, it is evident that he was God in the flesh. The earthly limits of his body were taxed, and he could not go on. The strength and determination of his spirit outperformed his physical body. Matthew chapter 27, verses 35 to 44. When they had crucified him, they divided up his clothes by casting lots. And sitting down, they kept watch over him there. Above his head, they placed the written charge against him. This is Jesus, the King of the Jews. Two rebels were crucified with him, one on his right and one on his left. Those who passed by hurled insults at him, shaking their heads and saying, You who are going to destroy the temple and build it in three days, save yourself. Come down from the cross if you are the Son of God. In the same way, the chief priests, the teachers of the law, and the elders mocked him. He saved others, they said, but he can't save himself? He's the king of Israel. Let him come down now from the cross, and we will believe in him. He trusts in God. Let God rescue him now if he wants him. For he said, I am the Son of God. In the same way, the rebels who were crucified with him also heaped insults on him. The moment of crucifixion is added into the narrative in just a few words. When he was crucified. Matthew does not give any description of the horrific and violent act of crucifixion. We know from history that it was a brutal and agonizing way to die. Those crucified usually did not die from the wounds of the nails, but of loss of blood, trauma, or suffocation. What Matthew does give great attention to is the actions of those present at the cross. Jesus was stripped of his clothes, and insults and mockery came at him from all sides. From those just passing by, the religious leaders, and even the robbers who were being crucified on his right and his left. They used his own words to mock him. You said you would destroy the temple and build it up again. Save yourself. He saved others, but he can't save himself. He is the king of Israel. Let him come down now from the cross, and we will believe him. He trusts in God. Let God rescue him now if he wants him. For he said, I am the son of God. Each statement challenged the truth of who Jesus is and the relationship he had with the Father. Yet Jesus remained silent. He did not respond. The insults, shame, and mockery could not touch the strength of Jesus' spirit. Then the darkness came and Jesus cried out two times. From noon until three in the afternoon, darkness came over all the land. About three in the afternoon, Jesus cried out in a loud voice, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani, which means, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? When some of those standing there heard this, they said, He's calling Elijah. Immediately, one of them ran and got a sponge. He filled it with wine vinegar and put it on a staff and offered it to Jesus to drink. The rest said, Now leave him alone. Let's see if Elijah comes to save him. And when Jesus had cried out again in a loud voice, he gave up his spirit. What happened at that dark hour? The sun was eclipsed as the light of the world 
bore the sins of all humankind on his shoulders. He took on the guilt of our sins and was offered as a sacrifice. As a result, Father turned his face away, and the Son, Jesus Christ, was forsaken by his Father. The anguish of being separated from his Father was unbearable, and Jesus cried out. Peter described this dark hour. 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 23-25 to When they hurled their insults at him, he did not retaliate. When he suffered, he made no threats. Instead, he entrusted himself to him who judges justly. He himself bore our sins in his body on the cross, so that we might die to sin and live for righteousness. By his wounds, you have been healed. For you were like sheep going astray, but now you have turned to the shepherd and overseer of your souls. Under the weight of the sins of the world, and with a final breath, Jesus gave up his spirit and died. As a baby in Bethlehem, King Herod attempted his murder, but Joseph and Mary slipped away to Egypt. In his hometown, they tried to push him off a cliff, but he passed right through the crowd, unscathed. In Jerusalem, they picked up rocks to stone him, but he just walked away. From his birth, attempts were made on his life, yet no one could touch him. Not until the appointed time. They severely beat him, but he did not die. They nailed him to a cross, he did not die. It was only when all was accomplished that Jesus Christ gave up his spirit and commended himself to the Father that he breathed his last. No one took his life from him. He gave it up. He willingly laid his body on the cross and offered himself as a sacrifice for you and for me. Romans chapter 5 verses 6 to 8. You see, just at the right time, When we were still powerless, Christ died for the ungodly. Very rarely will anyone die for a righteous person, though for a good person, someone might possibly dare to die. But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. With the death of Christ, all of creation shook. Matthew chapter 27, verses 51 to 56. At that moment, the curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. The earth shook, the rocks split, and the tombs broke open. The bodies of many holy people who had died were raised to life. They came out of the tombs after Jesus' resurrection and went into the holy city and appeared to many people. When the centurion and those with him who were guarding Jesus saw the earthquake, and all that had happened, they were terrified and exclaimed, Surely he was the Son of God! Many women were there watching from a distance. They had followed Jesus from Galilee to care for his needs. Among them were Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James and Joseph, and the mother of Zebedee's sons. The natural and spiritual world was rocked. 
core of the earth itself tremored and rocks split. Those standing near Jesus recognized who he truly was. The strong Roman army quaked in fear and proclaimed that he truly was the Son of God. In the spirit realm, holy people were raised to life and the curtain preventing anyone but a consecrated priest to enter the Holy of Holies split in two. The writer of Hebrews further explains the significance of this event. Hebrews chapter 10, verses 19 to 23. Therefore, brothers and sisters, since we have confidence to enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way, opened for us through the curtain, that is, his body, and since we have a great priest over the house of God, let us draw near to God with a sincere heart and with the full assurance that faith brings, having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience and having our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess, for he who promised is faithful. Weakness to strength, fear to courage. In physical weakness, Christ died. His body failed him, and he was forsaken by the Father. But this was a sacrifice he was willing to make for you and me so that we can also come to the Father in our weakness. Because we have been cleansed through the blood of Jesus Christ, we can draw near to the Father. Matthew chapter 27 verses 57 to 61. As evening approached, there came a rich man from Arimathea named Joseph, who had himself become a disciple of Jesus. Going to Pilate, he asked for Jesus' body, and Pilate ordered that it be given to him. Joseph took the body, wrapped it in a clean linen cloth, and placed it in his own tomb that he had cut out of the rock. He rolled a big stone in front of the entrance to the tomb and went away. Mary Magdalene and the other Mary were sitting there, opposite the tomb. As the Roman army is shaken with fear, there are followers of Jesus who are moving forward with tremendous courage. Another seemingly random man pops into our story, Joseph. Who is this mystery character? Luke gives us some more information. Luke chapter 23 verses 50 to 51. Now there was a man, Joseph, a member of the council, a good and upright man, who had not consented to their decision and action. He came from the Judean town of Arimathea, and he himself was waiting for the kingdom of God. Joseph was a brave religious leader who boldly stepped in at the right time. He had no fear to approach the greatest political leader. He hadn't always been this brave. John describes him as a secret believer. John chapter 19, verse 38. Later, Joseph of Arimathea asked Pilate for the body of Jesus. Now, Joseph was a disciple of Jesus, but secretly, because he feared the Jewish leaders. With Pilate's permission, he came and took the body away. Joseph has become emboldened and is no longer in hiding. Witnessing the death of Christ, something inside of him rose up, and he no longer operated in fear. Joseph's weakness was being transformed into a strength that the church would never forget. That empty tomb that we so strongly celebrate originally belonged to a secret believer, Joseph 
of Arimathea, no longer a secret. And the women don't give up. Who else is boldly moving forward in these dark times? The women who never turned back. Mary and Mary, moved by love, strength and courage, could not keep their eyes off that tomb. Their adamant devotion would soon pay off. But first, they would have to wait for three days. Thanks for having some spiritual limei with us. We hope that you liked it and that it fed your soul. And we hope you come back for some more. We love ya. We love ya.